Shalom. This is Yara Ben Emmett with the Torah Watchman Podcast Channel. Despite all the crises in the world, all the doom and gloom, even speculation of nuclear conflict, World War III, and all this, listen, God is still on His throne. He is sovereign. He is one. And He's one not just for the Jewish people, for the Gentile, non Jewish people in the world, too. You are all creating the same equal image of, of Hashem. I encourage you to pray before the Lord your God in the oneness of God, but for the God of Holy God of Israel, who is still fighting for Israel and the Jewish nation today. Yes, the God, Holy God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov is the God for your salvation, is the God that is listening to your prayers, give charity. Think of those people in most in dire need, like, like victims of war, yes, women and children, orphans, uh, um, widows and all, all the elderly and those people sick and those people near childbirth all these people unfortunately are caught in between uh, namely of men who are making decisions that are bigger and greater than them and that the poor and vulnerable ukrainians whatever led to this horrible situation i'm not a politician and I want, I'm, I'm not wise as Solomon. I won't try to explain how we got into this situation. It is, it is what it is. People are there dying. People are suffering. People are hungry. People are thirsty. And all of this is going on in Ukraine. It is a mess, folks. What I want to talk about this, tour, this podcast edition for Tor Watchman Show is the founding father of Ukraine, Stefan Bandera. Before you, I let the cat out of the bag. Every nation has founding fathers, right? Uh, most nations, like the United States, we have statues of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, um, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Benjamin Franklin, all these people of, of great renown. Uh, of course, some people, criminal elements, like to tear down these statues and deface them for whatever reason. But I'm saying these men were respectable during their time and more respectable through the ages. They were taught to me in school when I, in my younger years. So you know a country's character and soul is really defined by its founding fathers. The people that, the framers the, who wrote the, the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers that led to the U.S. Constitution. That America is one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. These kind of value, core value statements came from great men of great renown. Now I want you to compare to, to President Zelensky's hero of choice, the, peop, the individual that he has looked up all his life long, and a majority of Ukrainians celebrate his birthday, the anniversary of his birthday, known as Bandera Day, through fiery display of excitement and parties, torches, bonfires, and all of this. They're all excited every year. And they celebrate uh, uh, Mr. Bandera's uh, birthday. Okay? But who was this guy? Well, you have to dial back the clock a little bit, right? You have to go back in the, the late 1930s, leading up to the early 1940s, when the Soviet Union was battling Nazi Third Reich uh, expansion by Hitler, Nazi, Nazi Germany. And you, here you have a fellow by the name of Stefan Bandera, who was a politician in Ukraine. And yes, they had governance back then. And he was making proposals. He was trying to win favorites with the, with the Soviet Union. He was pretty much anti-communist. He did, I said, I don't like that too much. But he liked the ideas uh, espoused by Adolf Hitler 
and that he liked the naturalist idea of it, okay? Where you have one people, one nation, uh, one system of governance controlled by central authority, okay? So that oneness in people and, and far-right kind of concept uh, was actually, back then, led to six million Jews being exterminated. There is a bronze statue today in Ukraine. I'm not sure if it's close to Kiev or not, but the, the statue literally is on the same area, area where there used to be a Jewish ghetto in which 40,000 Jews were exterminated. The Ukrainians love this guy. They have something called a Bandera, uh, um, um, Bandera cocktail. You know, you hear about Molotov cocktails and throwing these things out the window and exploding and, uh, you know, improvised explosive devices, all these things. You saw a lot of that going on, incidentally, in 2014 when Ukrainians were literally burning down their Senate, burning down their capital in Kiev, trying to overthrow their their previous uh, democratic elected president for the new president, and that was Zelensky when he came online, okay? And I think this was probably in 20, literally shortly after 2014 when, I, when the Obama-Biden coup started and was funded by George Soros as well. So, you know, George Soros funded the presidency of Zelensky. Everyone knows who George Soros is, and you know, more importantly, what he's not. Everyone knows he's a Jew, but that does not an excuse for his behavior just because he was born Jewish and he had family that died in the Holocaust. President Zelensky says he had family who died in the Holocaust too, so therefore that makes him a great Jew, above repute, and therefore you cannot judge him, you cannot demonize him, you cannot hold him account, you cannot criticize him because he's a Jew. And of course he's not a Nazi, Right? Now, I'm not going to try to get in the mind of President Vladimir Putin. He said he wants to denazize uh, Ukraine. He wants to remove the Banderats, the Banderats, the followers of Stefan Bandera. Now, please stay with me. I'm going to read you something that I was, re that, uh, I was researching and is really quite telling. I want to give credit for this article, Norman J.W. Golda. And beginning again with, with uh, uh, January 22nd, 2010, the previous president of Ukraine, mm -hmm. Ukrainian President uh, uh, Viktor Yashchenko, I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly, honored Stefan Bandera by posthumously, posthumously bestowing on him the state honor. Hero of Ukraine, the Soviet KGB assassinated Bandera, a Ukrainian nationalist in exile in 1959. Many Ukrainians, including Ukrainian imagery uh, groups in Canada, press uh, Yoshenkov to grant the honor, which, according to one statement, would restore justice and truth about the Bandera and the struggle for liberation that he headed. To this day, many Ukrainians view Bandera as a martyred freedom fighter. We have martyred freedom fighters in the United States, too, right? Alter National Cemetery is filled with martyred soldiers. Compare that, okay? So, <clears throat> however, as an uncompromising leader of the militant extreme right wing, terrorist branch of the organization Ukrainian Nationalists, you can all look this up on Google, or, or Bing, the, known as the OUN, Bandera became a Nazi collaborator who lived with his deputies under German uh, protection 
after World War II began in preparation for the attack on the USSR. And he sold out a lot of Soviets to the Nazis for trades, for other things he wanted from them. The Nazis recruited Bandera's followers to act as Ukrainian-speaking policemen and to serve as in two Ukrainian volunteer army battalions. Yes, you heard me right. Bandera was part of, an, of a paramilitary force used by Adolf Hitler's SSS Nazi death squads. Okay? So by working with the Nazis, Bandera hoped to free Ukraine from the Soviet rule and establish his own government there. So the Soviet Union was expanding um, its territory at the same time the Nazi government was coming online. You have two competing world forces there going on. And Ukraine was caught in the middle. Of course, the Jews were called in, called in the middle as well, and they were being squeezed. So Bandera hoped to free Ukraine from the Soviet Union and, stone, and establish his own government. In fact, he even recommended to Adolf Hitler, he said, why can't we be a, um, a sovereign state of the new German Empire? An independent Ukraine. And he was very friendly with Germany and ethnic Germans at that time. Now, in, in late 1942, Bandera's organization, the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, was involved in a campaign of ethnic cleansing of Valhenia. And in early 1944, these campaigns began to include eastern Galicia. That's what, I believe that's where he was born. It is estimated that over 40,000 Poles were killed during the spring and summer campaign of 1943 and Valhenia by the O.U.N. Bandera, which bears primary responsibility for the massacres. Incidentally, over uh, although the last Nazi um, uh, soldier that committed atrocities against my people was hung around 1971 or so in Israel. That's the last time they actually implemented a death penalty. However, and a lot, there were a lot of Nazis that were given capital punishment, the Nuremberg trials and things like that, uh, rotted in prison, everything else. Okay, they were arrested. In fact, there was a search effort in the 70s looking for these Nazis. However, none of these conspirators that I'm talking about now, the followers of Bandera, his administration, his generals, his police officers, lieutenants, whoever, none of them were arrested. None of them were sent to trial, and certainly none of them paid the ultimate price for committing ethnic cleansing of the, of the neighboring people there, namely the Poles. So Moscow Poles, Jews, <clears throat> Jews are hostile to us. This is, this is a statement and a quote. Jews are hostile to us and must be exterminated in this struggle because Jews were trying to choose one or two sides in which to survive. They could choose the Soviets, or they could choose the Germans, or they choose the Ukrainians. They adopted a more neutral position and relying upon the Ukrainian government to protect them. So those who resist our regime deport them in their own lands, importantly destroy the intelligentsia. These are the people that looked intelligent, that wore glasses, um, that may be in the positions of power. Jews must be isolated, removed from governmental positions in order to be, prevent sabotage. Those who are deemed necessary may work within an overseer, indigenous servitude. Jewish assimilation is not possible. Why? Because we're Jews. Um, you've seen uh, Fiddler on the Roof, right? So later, uh, later in, uh, in June, uh, Yaroslav uh, uh, Stetsko, 
Texco sent a Bandera report in which he indicated we are creating a militia which will help to get removed the Jews and protect the population. Leaflet spread the name of Bandera in the same year called for the destruction of Moscow, Poles, Hungarians, and Jewry. This is from 1941 to 1942. While Bandera was cooperating with the Germans, OUN members did not take part in the anti-Jewish action themselves. So I'm not demonizing the, that entire group of Ukrainians in that time. It was immediate high-level officials that supported Bandera directly. You know about um, Baba Yar, 33,000 Jews were handed over to the Nazi death squads Thrown in a ravine, in over two-day period, 33,000 Jews were, were murdered. This is part of Bandera, folks. So Bandera, his deputies, and the Nazis share their key obsession, namely the notion that the Jews in Ukraine were behind communism and Stalinist imperialism. Yeah, we've been blamed for everything in the Black Plague, okay? So the Jews of the Soviet Union read a uh, Bandera statement, are the most loyal supporters of the Bolshevik regime and the vanguard of the Muscovite imperialism in Ukraine. So this is again a struggle between ethnic Germans, ethnic Ukrainians, ethnic Russians that were in Ukraine during this time. Okay? So Bandera's lieutenants issued a declaration of independence in his name. They further promised to work closely with Hitler, then helped to launch a pogrom that killed 4,000 Lola love Jews in a few days using weapons ranging from guns to metal poles. We will lay your heads at Hitler's feet, a banderous pamphlet proclaimed to the Ukrainian Jews. It is a sad comment, folks, Ukrainian memory that the man declared as a hero of Ukraine in January and the man recently declared as a hero of President Zelensky and a live video coverage of this, headed a movement that was deeply involved in the Holocaust. It is more gratifying to know that by the time of Stefan Bandera's death, most Ukrainian leaders had long rejected him as a dangerous charlatan and harmed his own cause. By the time of his death, Bandera was reduced to a dancing with the Cold War's most compromised intelligence agency where the Soviets could watch every move. Those who label him a hero today, in other words, are as foolish as they are offensive. So bringing this long podcast to close, I just want to make a few statements here. I respect the Ukrainians' drive for independence. I, require, I re respect the people's right to self-defense. I do, unfortunately, because the decision they made decades ago has left them in essentially a failed state. Ukraine is probably the most wealthy st uh, state and and Europe country of in Europe it has more raw resources viable uh, neon and things like that, that that we use for chips and things of this nature raw resources coal petroleum products but it is the most e economically depressed European nation there why because the government focused on things like Bandera neo-nazism scanheads anti-semitism and absolute racism to the point in 2008 Amnesty International report did a report on Ukraine as as racist as a racist regime I I encourage President Zelensky if he wants to get more credibility now and I think his credibility is fading every day okay 
because he's committed to stay, to, to have a vanguard in Kiev until every last Ukrainian dies. And a war that he knows he cannot win. Okay? It is what it is. But for him to say he supports people like Stephen, Bande- uh, Stephen Bandera and other Ukrainians and, and Banderaites support this guy as a hero, I think it really points to the, soul, the real soul and character that we're dealing with Ukraine today. And a lot of Jews have come out of the closet and told me that they hate me, that I'm inhuman person for saying the truth. This is history. This is not my words. I just quoted the author of this recent article, okay? I wish every Jew, uh, Mazatov and, and Semka and blessings and Rapulashlim and healing to your lives no matter where you're at. I do sympathize with the needy in Ukraine that's hurting because of the decisions of people that are bigger than them. President Biden, if you hear this, or I encourage you to immediately demand that Zelensky resign his regime, dissolve his parliament, and leave the country in order to save the Ukrainian Ukrainian people. Who are the real victims here, okay? Let history be our guide. Yarbin Emmett signing out. I love you. That's why I'm giving you knowledge here. That's why I do the deep diving. This stuff keeps me awake at night. I have lost family in the Holocaust in in Belarus with the same kind of pogroms and anti-Semitic hate against the Jewish people that existed in the 1940s. It is what it is. I'm very sad. But a Jew can never forget. We always remember Zakhor. We always remember the Jews that sacrificed their lives for being too Jewish for the people that hated them for being Jewish. Go to YouTube, Word and Void. Check out my videos, Yorob and Emmett. I hope to see you real soon. Please share this information out. I'm hunting for new subscribers, new advertisers. I'm not here to spread propaganda. I'm not a Putinite. Uh, people call me a Putin lover. No, I'm not a Putin lover. But I love the Jews, 165,000 Jews in Russia. I love them. I love the Jews that used to be in Ukraine. Um, um, almost almost uh, that same amount, but they're all gone now. Pretty much most of them are gone. Um, I am, I'm tr- on the side of right, okay? And I'm not politically correct. These are not more judgments against anyone. These are indictments against people in, in the history of Ukraine that are held up equal to people like George Washington. Shalom Aleichem.